I don't know what your police captain told you about me, but I'm a different breed of podcast. I'm from the streets, and I'm the last podcast. Welcome back, listeners, to the last podcast. Last time we had with us Cody Myers, and this time we have with us Mark Hurtado. Mark Hurtado. The Cody Myers of now. Yes. Mm. And as always, I'm Sean Penelver. Um... Mark, what was the last show that you did? Friday night, 12 o'clock show. I think it was supposed to be like some edgy show. It's called like the Filthy Show or something. But, oh, yeah, you know, Zahid. You just wanted, that true? Yeah, he wasn't there. Um, and, you know, small crowd, but everyone's drunk. So there's a certain vibe of this type of show where you're just kind of cued to not just do material. It's kind of a prompt just to kind of take some swings and stuff. So it was cool. Crowd working every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, because it's, it's kind of a lose-lose when everyone else is also kind of like it's just like just kind of have fun and they'll pick up off that don't try too hard because you're not going to get a big response when it's such like a when everyone's wasted yeah well it's just there's not a lot of people oh okay yeah but it was just one of those end of the night kind of a show but yeah that was on friday and so yeah and then i'll be doing one tonight at the secret at 10 30 uh to think tonight's trash the secret group yeah i think it's called trash flavor trash tonight you'll all this will be a month from now. Most of you will be dead by then, so you won't. You know, it won't really matter. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I was supposed to have Andrew on yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I was just with him this week, and we went to a wedding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dale and Katie's yep. wedding. I need to get them on. Yeah, you should uh, let them know if they're ever in town. I wonder how long they are in town. They're yeah, in, maybe they're in town right now. I think. Maybe I should hit them up. You should. If they're still here. You should stop this right now. We can call them. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, on, guys. Come, come to Mark's house. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. have all three. Uh, we'll edit this. Um. But yeah, Andrew had to get one of his wisdom teeth removed yep. yesterday, so... Yep, he has a cavity, because, I don't know, I'm like, hey, maybe just brush. I don't know, just putting it out there. It's <laughs> a brush, dog. What was the last time you had a cavity? 14-ish, 15. I have like three or four fillings, but I just got on top of it after that. Yeah. I just I just brush a lot more and just take care of it and stuff yeah. like that. I don't know. So now I'm good. Uh, I could probably say the same. Long time ago, but at the same time... I haven't seen a dentist in like maybe eight, nine years. Yeah. I mean, especially when I did would go, they just kind of just clip, just kind of brush my teeth. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. They didn't do anything. They just kind of, and they take the little hook thing and I'm like, ah, all right. Around. Yeah. I'm like, I, I could floss. You don't have to do all that. And yeah, I was like, all right, as long as you just take care of it, you should be okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, what was the uh, last project you worked on? I just did a pitch meeting for a show to Disney. Uh, but you can't talk about it yet. I don't. I mean, maybe with. I don't know what your viewership is. Like, maybe I can squeeze. I'm not supposed to. But basically, it's a kid show. Um, and what they're looking for right now is like a, a kid show, diversity focus, and they want to incorporate um, kind of like social media technology and stuff. So it's kind of like imagine like a detective series, but they use like. TikTok and Facebook to actually solve the crimes kind of a thing. So it's wow. like like kid detectives that you can hire to solve problems that are happening around your neighborhood kind of a thing. That's okay, it's kind of, of modernized. Uh, yeah, but like, instead of like dusting for fingerprints, people are going to let you in their house, so you have to just use clues by, you know, kind of a thing. And yeah. then it also cuts... Hacking to, like, into to, their Wi-Fi and yeah, looking at cuts, the cameras. Yeah, <laughs> it cuts to TikTok in like social media videos of other people, and then you go and meet the people, and it's kind of like, it kind of takes you through that. Wow. So it's just like, just some kid stuff. Just get that bag. What are the... Two kids I'm thinking of, the old mystery solvers. 
uh, I mean, there's like the, the Hardy Jessica, Boys. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was saying like the Jessica Drew stuff. Yeah, stuff that like too. That. Yeah, Nancy Drew and all them. But oh, that's what it was. Was it Nancy Drew? Was Jessica Drew a thing? Maybe. I don't Am know. I tripping? It was all Nancy the Drews. Drew. Yeah, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how'd you get into that? Like, uh, one thing led to another. I started off doing stand up, and then. Uh, I met this guy, Stephen Katz, who wanted to start shooting some sketch comedy stuff. And he just had a, I had the Spider-Man joke that I really liked and he wanted to make a sketch about it because, um, but I don't know, he wasn't good enough to write his own sketches, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's a joke, Steve. But uh, he just <laughs> like, hey, I really want to do a, a sketch that's based off your joke. And I was like, yeah, sure. He's like, do you want to be in it? I was like, okay. And we shot it and we got along well. And he's like, do you want to just keep doing these? I was like, sure. So... We just started to shoot these things. He wrote them all, and we were just kind of the actors in it. And we would shoot these little things. We'd have premieres in little local theaters. Anyways, this uh, agent saw some of them because they were posted online, and she liked me. And so she flew me out to Cali to, like, meet studios and stuff because she wanted me to act. I guess I'm not, like, really an actor. I never took, like, theater or any of that stuff. Or I should say I respect the craft too much just to say, yeah, I got it. So when I was sitting in these auditions and stuff, I was like, hey, these people are really good I'm like hey I'm a good writer because I've I actually you know at the time I was doing writing at like in, in school and stuff and I and I don't know it was a more I was a more comfortable muscle that I had because me and my friends would create our own little sketch comedy stuff and do this all the time jealous and so I was like uh, yeah let me just write for this and I'll take acting lessons and then we could double back she's like okay cool I think it's a good idea anyways the first thing that I wrote for this diversity showcase she set me up ended up going to pilot and I was one of the three wow. people who got drafted because they liked my sketches so I now I'm a writer. Like we we get like lit management and stuff, and from there, kind of got the ball rolling. And then now, and I also met like a writing partner of mine that I still have to this day there, and like some good friends that I have till this day. And from there, it's kind of a who you know thing. That yeah, you can get right indoors here. without like an agent manager if you just know the people who are at the doors. Yeah. And then yeah, did some stuff for Adult Swim, stuff for Comedy Central, oh, um, CBS. I would love to work with Adult Swim. Uh, yeah, it's... I was on a development meeting once. Yeah, I called out them. here. No, uh, they do like an online show where it's like you can call in and pitch a show and no everything. Shit. And I called in. And, yeah, uh, Mike Laszlo was actually on that night. Oh, yeah? So oh, I thought I was just calling like the random like two guys that mm -hmm. were on there. Yeah, I got so nervous. <laughs> it's okay. I mean, if anything, the stand-up thing really helped with just going in rooms because it just teaches you just to be a hundred percent yourself yeah. and just to be cool. I'm definitely a lot better yeah. with that now. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm really good in the room. How long ago was that when you got picked up uh, for California? Probably like Did, ten years now, something like a that. Decade. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah, haven't had a day job in like seven years now. Like now, That's I'm just kind of doing it. So it's just between that and then like comedy, and then I, uh, I'm an actor. I keep forgetting. I've been in a lot of commercials. I just I was in one. I was in the big. The biggest one was this National Wingstop one. That was the only one that was national. Like everyone saw it. But you're in all sorts of. I'm in like all sorts of regional stuff. Stuff that's popping up only here, or over here, and like print ads and stuff. It's a cool little side gig. I mean, I guess I shouldn't. I keep talking down about it. I mean, it's a. You can make a career doing it. Yeah. Yeah, and then I'm also a radio like voiceover actor. Oh legit. Yeah, so I do that all the time. I also like to get in that as well. It's there's a comp. I mean, it's called iHeartRadio. Yeah. And it's like a, kind of like a little phone interview thing and stuff. And it's just, you just have to be free a lot because they'll be like, hey, can you do a radio call tomorrow, 6.30 a.m., 7 a.m., and like 7.30 a.m. And if you say no more than a couple of times, they stop kind of feeding you stuff. So, yeah, if you ever hear radio, sh I probably shouldn't talk about this. A lot of it's scripted. That's all I should say. A lot of call-in stuff. Yeah. That's all I should say. But, yeah. 
I mean, it's radio. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's legit. It's cool. cool. There's just so much industry in Los Angeles that there are just gigs you can do that you just don't ever have to work. You, you can just do a background gig where it's just like, I'm on like the background for, I don't know, like a, a Peaky Blinders show or something. You get like 800 bucks just for kind of showing up on set and working a few hours a week and you get fed and stuff like that. And you're just a guy who walks across town. just like... Uh, it depends on which one. There's so many. I mean, the easiest way. I mean, there's all sorts of casting networks and stuff, and then there's also friends of friends who are, who are PAs on the set yeah. or who are like DPs on the set. And like, hey, we're looking for people. You want to do this? And like, you can just get fed in. Or, yeah, you can just create a profile and do any sort of casting online thing. You pay fifteen dollars a month, and they, whatever your role and demographic is, you can apply for stuff. And there's all sorts of stuff from student films to background. Like right now, my. I got my friend a thing. He's going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. They have huge background casting calls. You just send him your headshot and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And yeah, just to be a guy in the scene and the thing or something, and you just get money for it. And what's cool is you can control your schedule. If you want to do that, you can pick and choose when you want to work if you have projects and stuff. So when you have some downtime, I don't know, do a couple of those. You can just do audience work. You can just go and watch, I don't know, like a Steve Harvey show or something, make like 75 bucks just sitting in the audience, eat an edible and just go and watch like That's two or three shows. Legit. Yeah. That makes me want to move to L.A. even more. Yeah, it's great. Um, if you're just trying to do stand-up, you know, New York's better for that, but there's way more industry out there than just stand-up. No, I, I, yeah. I want to interact. I want to do all the things that yeah. you're saying. Stuff. Yeah, stand-up's I'm, I'm just more of like... more social, like... Sure, there's way more... Just being a funny, creative person, there's way more money out there than just stand-up. If anything, stand-up, very little money. That's what I'd like to do, is just be... Do small little creative projects. Sure. And, like, expand on and those. There, and what's great is, say, say you're driven motivated person and say oh I have this idea I'm gonna write it. I wanna start shooting it all the people are there you can get the director you can get the sound people it's you can so get hard here in Houston they're all there ready and talented to go like they're they're all itching everyone wants to just do more and more work cause the more and more work you do the better your resume is you have more and more cool clips more stuff you get to try stuff and it's just you're in an artist's playground um, you can't just be some stoner guy who's chilling yeah. there and like oh, I think I'm going up later tonight like if you're like driven and you wanna create stuff and I don't even I'm not even practicing what I preach I'm a pretty chill person because right now I'm not struggling so it makes me just kind of lazier but yeah like you if you're really driven you can do a lot there you're just surrounded by all the people who can make it happen uh what would you suggest like because it's expensive to live up there and everything like it is but but you make you make good money though um typically a good roommate will help you get things squared away for just making things manageable that's kind of the thing if you have a girl or something that's even better that's the preferred way because you can like split a one bedroom and it becomes reasonable uh-huh. but living on your own I don't know because now you're paying maybe like 12 to 14k on average or something like that I'd pay half that because yeah. I have a roommate so now it's like right in that reasonable you can live anywhere in the country for around like 800 bucks a month you know yeah. what I mean like if you find the spot so you keep it within that or like a thousand you can kind of make it work and the thing is as long as you book the one big thing, you're covered for a year. Like I booked a commercial where you know I make like made like fifty four k or something like that, and I'll, or I'll sell a show and get like maybe thirty something k. And like now my rent's kind of paid for like almost the rest of the year, and I have time. And with that time, I could be making more money, or just spend the time not making money, grinding and working on the thing, and then maybe that makes me another big jet. So I kind of see it as like you constantly buying time. Right now I have like two to three years worth of time. Like, I'm just like, wow. my rent's kind of paid, and that's cool, but it's a constantly depleting health bar. Yeah. And you have to figure yeah. out where your next check's coming from. That's what I've been trying to establish over the last, like, 10 years with all my projects and yeah. everything. Is like, now I'm finally making, like, maybe 
with music royalties, I'm making mm. about a hundred a month. Sure. And so it's just like I'm trying to conglomerate all these things uh, to just like where it's me, the personality that yeah things are investing in. And I yeah. guess LA is like a much more open spot that I should invest in. It's perhaps. tricky. Yeah, you're kind of right. The starting off spot's pretty hard. I yeah, had to... I've been like, working on it 10 years. Yeah, yeah. I had to have like like a little day job and we were living in like a little box at first and it really was paycheck to paycheck and it was kind of living in chaos and, and fear like a bit because you're just like, man, I hope this like works out or I don't know what I'm going to do. Um, I don't really have like a... I don't have like a... I can't like ask my parents for money or anything. They're like retired. They don't like, you know, I don't have like a safety net kind yeah. of thing. So you just hope that it gets good. But once it starts to get good, it starts to stack and get a little bit better and a yeah. little bit better and a little bit better. And like and now I'm actually kind of like kind of confident. Yeah. Like it's kind I'm of. A, I'm kind of at the similar level yeah. too. It's just like, wow, things are actually. Yeah. They picked up so much. Yeah. If any of y'all want to have a good normal job, go good for you. It's probably more reliable, safer, cool. You have health insurance. Nice. You know, but if, oh. you're, if you're trying to kind of have a creative uh, life. Uh, this bleeds more into the next podcast but it's just like it, it dives into what is your identity it's like do you want to identify your whole life after like this one job you know like being this thing you know I don't know how to I know what you mean I do try to be a person first and foremost I always like to make sure that I don't ever feel like I'm not just like a, a dude you know what I mean I try not to identify as oh I'm a comedian I try to like leave all that out I try I never try to bring that up around new people I, I hate to I, I just want to kind of just be in the mix you know because then I mean? you're suddenly the yeah performer well yeah I, I phrase it like this and here's what I tell comics there's so many people who just do comedy and I'm like my goal isn't to be some sort of like top tier superstar comedian my goal is to create a life that's that I really love and a life that I really love, they'd be feeling, will just allow me to do comedy. Yeah, dude. But it, those are the parameters. I want a life that, it, like, I'm just like, I really like this. I like, I like something that's chal- right amount of challenging, that's creative, never bored, constantly kind of inspired, um, constantly invested. Like, I'm laughing a lot. I'm aging at half the rate of my friends are. You know what I mean? Dude, I completely, yeah, I, I relate so I, hard. Yeah, things are kind of really fun, and we're all going to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? And also, I'm not doing anything that I'm not the most kind of valuable asset, I guess, versus, you know, so many people will kind of dedicate their lives to a job, which is cool, get security. You know, it's great for raising a family and stuff, but, you know, all of a sudden the company's going under or it gets bought out or something, and yeah. all this dedication kind of was for naught. You know you what I mean? made your whole identity this company, yeah. and suddenly it's taken away, and who yeah. are you now? I have my parents who are, who are here right now. They they didn't need to retire until a couple of years from now, but the company's getting bought out. They would have had to get a new position at a way lower pay. Yeah. And it was just like, oh, we're just going to retire. Like, you know, and that's where they were their whole lives. And it's kind yeah. of like, well, sorry, yeah. you know, we're not here for you. And I think a lot of our generation is starting to really grow up to see that because I mean, we have technology to share those things. And yeah. Those experiences with. Yeah. No, some people are, are cool with just a normal job. Like they're, the, you know, everyone didn't have to be creative. Everyone have to be this yeah. like super original. No, as long as you're just, find what you like and you're happy some people like wanted to be a dad since they were born yeah some people wanted to have kids since they were a kid. you know what i mean that's your goal and you that's very obtainable and you can do that and just kind of do it right and you're good and now you're happy and fulfilled cool but if you're not like that there are other options you know what was the uh last job you hated hmm um hated it'd be some so i was a server for like seven years and every I'm trying to think of 
there's this kind of cult of like whatever basic restaurant jobs where it's a small little social group of from like the manager of the restaurant and then maybe the GM you see around there and then there's like the the cast and crew of the uh, of the restaurant not cast and crew yeah I'm already using the yeah uh, uh, like the little and there would be like a um, a culture of ego that could exist especially in high level management where it's like little kings in a small kingdom kind of a yeah. thing yeah. and it would just there was no sense of like flexibility of just like letting like it's okay it'd be like you're not supposed to do that and i was like but it's fine you know what i mean i um and then you'd hear it three or four times from all the other managers as well it's yeah it was like a very rigorous kind of this is really important when it's clearly not yeah and that was like always felt really it was a red flag because i was like this is like a lie i don't know yeah that was very constructed like yeah why is this in place you know like yeah and I'm mean, being kind of vague, but there was some stuff in the uh, restaurant industry where I was like, this is all kind of like a charade, like mm-hmm. as far as importance went. And then I've had some where it was very laid back, very, we trust you kind of a thing. It's okay. You know what I mean? Warm, casual. And that was way better place to work. And Those the clientele seemed to, yeah, this is more bar oriented type stuff, probably less restaurant. Like it was more cooler, younger demographic yeah. and stuff. And that just felt a lot better. Yeah. I'd say something like that, that type of corporate nonsense. You got any questions? About, um, I don't know. What's up? How you doing? Um, <laughs> how long have you been in Houston? Uh, my whole life, really. Yeah. Uh, I left, uh, I spent a year in college, uh, in Rome, Georgia. Yeah? Yeah. Well, we're in Rome, you know. Yeah, uh, all, yeah. all roads lead to Rome, they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I also lived in Austin for a few months. Okay. I was couch surfing and I, uh, was a, uh, political canvasser for Celia Israel who is running for mayor now of okay. Austin. Yeah, so she got well, it uh, at the time. You're welcome. Celia, yeah, yeah if you're yeah. listening. Uh, what's the longest you want to grow your beard? What's the longest you've had your beard? Uh, so to form it in the phrase of the last question, when was the last time my beard was super long? Uh, I actually had a goatee that went down to, like, here. Yeah? Yeah. You are a musician. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that I did a lot of... I was doing a lot of performance art then, and... That was when Drawbook was kind of really gaining its, like, when I was really getting out there with everything. And I'll have mm. you draw on that as well. That's another project I mm. do. Um, what about yourself? This basically it. I don't I have a, a wiry beard. I can't go long. It's too uh, uh, thin or whatever. I have to keep it scruff. Oh, really? So, you know, appreciate your blessings. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can do anything with your hair? You can get them dreadlocks? No. No? <laughs> I know. I just threw that out there. Uh, I got that fine blonde hair yeah. every time I go get a haircut they're always like oh my gosh I love your hair it's so, uh, so it's very wispy and, yeah. and it's like it's like duck feathers yeah because you know. I, I, I like never put product in it as yeah. I attribute it to like mm. I, I would only just you know wash it mm. that's it nice um, what was the last animal you caught last animal I caught mm-hmm you had to like pick up to either move or get out or I don't know oh look a turtle I'm gonna grab this thing uh, I, I wasn't caught, but probably just like pick up a dog and be like, oh, you don't need to be over there. Mm. You know, like, or uh, hey, your dog's running outside. Mm. Probably catch the dog. Um, I just caught one of these lizards just the other day. I was on the fence and go, yoink. And I'm like, I'm going to hold you for a bit. That right there, a lizard. Yeah. Uh, there was a lizard. I uh, had just got off the treadmill the other night and I looked down at my niece's playset mm. that she has like a little kitchen mm. like on one side and then the other side is a dollhouse and in the sink of a kitchen 
was this giant lizard. Yeah. It just gotten in the house somehow. Yeah. And so I'm just like, oh, well, what are you doing in here, uh, you know, buddy? And so luckily... Was he the, was it slippery where you can't get out kind of a thing? No, like oh. it could have probably gotten out. Like okay. if it, it, like it's not very shallow. It's like probably maybe like that deep, you yeah. know? Uh, but luckily it just pops out of the place that's on, you know, picked it up, took it outside, yeah. let it go. Dude, I'm a, I'm a turtle catch, or I'm a, I'll pick up animals, man. Uh, they're in California. They have newts and like salamanders. You know those things. Yeah, yeah. And what's yeah. cool about those? Fun fact. You know, animals. Well, you know, run from you. Yeah. Like the cowards they are. Uh, these things they have a natural toxicity in them, which means they just don't really have a lot of natural predators. It doesn't hurt us. It's not enough to hurt us. It's like licking a highlighter or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? But because of that, they're uh, very similar to there's more docile. They're chill. Like they don't care. They're not. They don't run. So you can just kind of pick them up and just chill with them. They're just like. They're all about the vibes there. It's kind of cool. Oh, man. Yeah, it's like if you ever just see, like, a chill frog and you kind of grab it and then it'll just kind of just stay there. It's like, yeah. it's not too worried about it. Whereas, you know, lizards and stuff will try to dart away. Um, yeah, we grew up around, like, ditches and stuff. We used to catch, like, turtles and, like, weird snakes and stuff all the time. Uh, I had a uh, semi-traumatic experience when I was younger. We caught a turtle and we were going to, like, bring it home and take care of it and everything. Mm. And we put it in the back of the truck and I rode in the back of the truck with it. Uh, but then it charged at me, like, yeah. in the back of the truck. Yeah. And, like, I was trapped in this enclosed space, and I freaked out. Like, I was just like, oh, my gosh, get this thing out of here. Like, <laughs> Turtles would bite. I don't want anything. Yeah, that, you know. Uh, I was like, God, get it. I'm done, you know. Like, yeah. I don't want to take care of this turtle. I mean, I don't know if you've met the Ninja Turtles, but they they got some fighting. Oh, man, you yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. They'll kick your ass. Yeah. Even without martial arts yeah. training, you know. <laughs> uh... What was... You didn't prepare your, your questions? No, I usually try to, like, get them off on the spot. The yeah. next one I prepare the questions for. Like, this is the one that I don't prepare questions yeah. for. It's kind of more, like, back-to-back kind of think of on the spot. Um, what was the last project you were really proud of? Hmm. Project I was really proud of. It was Orky. a pitch. It was a pitch for Adult Swim that didn't end up getting made, but it was. It ended up turning into a really great pitch packet, and it got me a lot of work because it was just like a very cool, clear, and just concise kind of vision. And so it just helped people understand. Okay, I get it. Like you, you can like make funny stuff, and like you kind of know what you're doing. So that it's like the uh, uh, in stand-up comedy world, you want like a really good five-minute tape. Yeah. It's actually harder to get than you think because one, you want it to look good. You don't want it to be at like some bar or something. But then also you want it to be a set where like the response is very palatable. Like, yeah. like a lot of laughs, like you're killing it. Even if it looks good, but the audience is like you can't either hear them or just it doesn't work. You want to both be killing it and you want it to look cool. And then also you have the weird, uh, how much do you like your set? Like, ah, I kind of phrased that weird. Or, oh, I, I stammered there. Or, oh, maybe I cussed there and I didn't need to. Mm-hmm. It's it like, ah, the whole thing's ruined. But once you have that clip, you can do a lot with it. Yeah. Now you have this little thing that you can just start inserting and applying for things. And so it's kind of like that in writing. Like, you want those, like, few good kind of, like, pitch decks or something that just help. Kind of like an electronic press kit. Yeah. For yeah. We had this thing called JF&K, which was, like, an animated kind of like short thing that would have been like Adult Swim or something because it was that kind of humor but um, all sorts of reasons that it didn't go through one was a demographics thing like typically they, their demographics get skews younger so it's like based off like a 60s you know president kind of a mm. thing it was a very uh, uh, 
um, it wasn't political, but it took place during the time like that. So it's like references that wouldn't necessarily track to younger generation, even though yeah. it was all silly and not supposed to be taken seriously. And also, how far would that carry, like in twenty, thirty years? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, anyways, it just looks really, really great, and it's just it's just helped out a lot, kind of a thing. And that, I mean, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I could probably think of something sooner, but I don't know. Yeah, that floats around as far as projects and stuff. When was the last time you just sat outside? I try to do it all the time. Yeah? Yeah. When you don't have a day job, you do this thing where you kind of create your day. Yeah. You wake up and you're like, what are the things that I'm actually going to try to do today? And basically, it's till around 5 or 6 o'clock is what I'm trying to fill in. Because afterwards, it's kind of whatever. I'm kind of done working. Unless I have like a show or something like that. Um, But yeah, and a lot of times, I have like a little three-tier system where it's like every day I need to do something that's uh, furthering my career that's writing to like four hours of writing that's auditioning for stuff that's um, spending time trying to book myself for shows um, yeah like anything that's moving my career forward creatively um, second thing I try to do is like something active which is just basically something healthy like maybe get a little workout and if not maybe go for a walk go for yeah. a hike Maybe it came to that. Maybe I just try to like fast a little bit. Just something that's like healthy for me, because you know all we have is like our body and the end of it. Like it's, you know, I want to just try to take care of myself. The third thing is somehow try to make some sort of money, in any sort of way. Like just keep income coming in. Yeah. Um, it does go back to spending time booking a show, or say I, I woke up to do radio stuff like that. Um, say I um, maybe like booked a paid gig. Maybe I'm doing some editing work or punch-up work or something like that I do a lot or I try to apply to do like some audience work stuff uh, or yeah sometimes I fill in the cracks I'll do like background stuff that's very available audience work is always there um, LA is full of all these focus groups you can do it's just like an email answer and you can go and just sit and like eat pizzas and then make like 75 bucks kind of a thing for like 40 minutes uh, there's stuff like little things just to keep the income coming in like you know what yeah. I mean just to keep spending money um, what are other ways like, like something that financially will kind of like keep things afloat I guess and I try to hold myself accountable to all three of those every day and if not I'll like judge it by oh, I had an A day I did all three or I had a like a, a, a B day I didn't do all of them but I was pretty good and if I have like more than one C day in a couple of rows I'll start to get depressed I'm like yeah. you're not doing it Yeah. Like no one's going to hold your hand unless you have to do it so it keeps me accountable kind of a thing I think that fits yeah. into a lot of people. Like, a lot of people have those C days all the time. That's what, like, leads into... Well, if you have a job, you don't have to worry about it. You just wake up and do the job. Like, well, even know, yeah. that, like, I think sometimes leads into C days because it's like, oh, I just woke up and did that job, you yeah, know, and I didn't else. do anything else, you yeah. know? And so it, it starts to turn into C and D days. Yeah. Yeah, it's just kind of keeping myself on, on top of it. And here's the thing, you can, everybody can replace their three priorities with whatever they want, but it's just like, what you know, say you have kids and make sure to spend some time with them or something like that or, or you know, something, you know, make, make sure I want some person you really like or do something like, whatever your priorities are, just kind of like keep like a little list of things that you should somewhat be accountable for. Um, yeah, and that, that puts me outdoors a lot, going like hikes or something like that or sometimes I'll just chill, maybe smoke some weed and just kind of just, just kind of just, ruminate you know it's legit to have the ability and the freedom to do that and it's like, cool I think it comes at a price just, yeah you're living in chaos yeah stability is kind of a thing you're always clawing at and as long as you can kind of get accustomed to that you'll be okay yeah yeah so that's that's the trade off like uh, not knowing where the next paycheck's coming from and just working towards it you yeah know? 
which is a challenge I actually kind of like. Once you're comfortable, it becomes cooler because you just kind of sink your teeth into something. And then you kind of, you're done with it and you get to sink your teeth into something completely different. Yeah, yeah. that's what I like. I, I, for, for me personally, it's like, if I work at a job like more than like a year or even two years, it's just like, I'm ready for the next thing. It's like, mm. I, I, I can't just be stuck here doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. So it's like, because I, 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 I want to do, I'm a doer. I like to like come up with ideas and just like make things happen, you know? Yeah. So that's why like everything you're saying is just like resonating with me. It's just like, oh, this is so inspiring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. See any ghosts? When was the last time I saw a ghost? <laughs> um, when I was little... Uh, we stayed at this hotel. I, I, I can't remember exactly where it was at. I, I think maybe Galveston or San Antonio. One yeah. It was like haunted hotels. Sure. And I've been I've, in a lot of them. You've been to a lot I of them? I was an amateur little ghost hunter guy. We used to go and break into places and stuff all the time. See oh, if we wow. catch anything. But yeah, I woke up and I thought I saw the little girl that they... Yeah. Had, and I, I didn't know about her yet. Yeah. So I saw this ghost and then the next morning... I saw the sign that was like, this is who haunts the house, and there she was, and I was just like, whoa, my gosh. That's cool. But I mean, I also like, if you go into the deep explanations of it, I may have like caught it, and saw this, and then I subconsciously projected it. Sure, it's all sorts of things. No, make no mistake, I'm a nice, healthy skeptic myself, but I like, I love to like dive into stuff like that, outside of skepticism for the sake of it's fun and cool. Uh, what about you? When was the last time you Weird stuff, like but nothing that I couldn't explain with, like, science and stuff. Doors slamming. Um, we're, we're in places we shouldn't. We were into abandoned, like, insane asylums or hospitals. This is, like, in Houston, actually. Yeah, we're, like, yeah. abandoned hospitals. And, like, weird noises and stuff like that. Frequencies. Nothing physical ever. Um, um, electrical things that are weird coincidences. Like, you say something and then, like, the lights go off type thing. Which Fun is moments. Yeah, stuff like Nothing that's, like, couldn't be explained, but I think, but still really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I would say the most unexplainable thing that I've probably ever seen, uh, two, two things. Uh, one of them is kind of explainable, but the one was one night we were driving back from fishing. It was me and two other friends, and I was driving, and I looked up in the sky, and so, like, I'm very observant. Mm. So, like, things catch my eye, and I see them. Uh, so, th- that actually leads into the third thing. Mm. Uh when I pass by lights a lot, okay. they'll, t- I'll, they'll turn off. I'll like notice lights turning off as I pass them. Mm. It's a phenomenon that's happened my whole life. Sometimes yeah. it happens almost daily yeah. at points. And I've got online and seen that it happens to some other people as well. Uh, that I can't explain. Mm. It could just be coincidence, you yeah. know, but I noticed that. But back to the fishing story, uh, I out of the corner of my eye, I look up and in the stars, I see this one like beam of light, you know, like kind of like it look like a star. Mm just go from like here to like there it just went like whoop like straight up like okay. in a line straight line very quick sure. like an, uh, a plane couldn't go that fast uh, and a comet you know or a, a, a shooting star would have had a different trajectory yeah or like a different pattern yeah this was something that I'd never seen before just go straight yeah and then it just disappeared and one of those. I'm just like, oh, did y'all see that? Did, y- did anyone else see that? Yeah. And of course no one else saw it so yeah. I'll never be able to truly explain what I saw that night. Sure. Yeah, the difference between somebody who's uh, more on the gullible side and then someone who's just going to like more skeptical, the idea is I can't explain it with any of the things that I know, but I don't know everything. And so I'm just going to kind of put a pin on it 
but still, it's something that's kind of cool and fantastic. Yeah. You know what I mean? Versus just like saw a UFO. Yep, definitely aliens. It's like ah, oh, you skipped a couple no, of steps. I, I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just saw something in the sky that I can't explain. Uh, uh, exactly. And then another event that had multiple witnesses. Uh, we were all camping on the Brazos River. Yeah. And we were trying to light a fire, and we just could not get this fire going. It was just way too windy and everything. And I just stand up and I make this joke. I was like, wouldn't it be hilarious if I could just go over this fire and just, you know, start the fire? And right as I breathed on the fire, mm. flames erupted out of the fire. Uh, and it just I started. can't explain that, actually. I mean, I can. As well. Yeah, because yeah. we had started it up, you know. Well, yeah, then... sometimes an ember just hits that pocket because I do yeah. a lot of, like, camping. And all of a sudden, like, it's not going. Or you think it's out and you leave it. And all of a sudden, yeah. and it's like, ah, dang, it just hit, hit that pocket of uh, either air or just, like, that right amount of uh, But it's just, it yeah. was just such a perfect moment of yeah. just, like, oh, I, I wish you could just do this thing. And then it just happened. Oh, man, we had this one where we were playing. At, we like to host these game nights at our place every now and then and there was this spy game where I forgot the name of it but basically the whole time you're deducing which one of us is the spy via questions and everyone's speculating he's going to be the spy and if you eliminate the wrong person like you then like you're hurting your team and, I, anyway, and uh, this part where when you know it's them you point the gun at them and you say it's you bang and like that's what you're supposed to do uh, at the point where we do that right at the part where I point at someone and go bang a real gunshot and the neighborhood goes off so I point and we all just hear a gunshot Fun and moment, just man. synced up and everyone just goes Whoa. I have another story kind of like that as well. Uh, when we were kids, we would play hide-and-seek almost nightly. Yeah. Um, and one night, we are out playing hide-and-seek, and someone discovers this, like, fat spider, like, uh, outside by these bushes. And so uh, one of the guys, TJ, goes and gets his BB gun because we're like, oh, let's shoot this spider, you know? Mm. And so we... Because we're all talking about, like, this spider's the devil because, mm. like, it's a spider we'd never seen... It kind of had, like, this symbol that made it look demonic, you know. And so he goes, he gets his BB gun, and right as he pulls the trigger, all the lights in the neighborhood just went off. Mm. And so we all you just... You killed the devil. Yeah, we yeah. all just split, just yeah. running. And so those moments are always classic. Yeah. No, it's cool. The world's full of, like, cool little stuff like that. Um, uh, and, and, and the thing is, I, I don't do like a staunch uh, dismissal of everything. Cause I'm open to like some weird stuff yeah. out there. You know what I mean? Um, like I have a whole theory for ghosts and what I what I think they are. That I don't think. I hate the idea that it's like a soul because there's too many contradictory problems with it, if you think about that of it having an actual identity or being able to think or not. Th- like it just doesn't work with any of the available evidence at all. However, I'm open to like an energetic kind of phenomenon kind of a thing that's happening and one of my favorite ones to remain on is uh, you know the uh, the concept of a uh, uh, multiple kind of universes if yeah. uh, if the universe is infinite then that means the vastness of that is insane not only is like different versions of everything happening but the exact same moments at the exact same time are also happening yeah. there's that much yeah. space and then also you can take the looking at parallel universes like sheets of paper kind of next to each other and the further you get the further apart they get so the weirder they get but the closer you get they're more basically mirroring images yeah i like the idea of that there are some type of events that are so close they kind of bleed into other universes what you're seeing is kind of echoes of another point in time kind of happening in a place there's one common thing or intersectionality yeah so say there's this fight uh, uh, fight scene in a kitchen where like and there's like a lot of negative energy and like the, there's a big fight happening but it just happen to be at these one of these like loopholes where it's kind of bleeding into another scene and you have like dishes and stuff flying in a certain point and area and one thing that each ghost story and i've seen a lot of it, is they're never they always stop there's never a 
On 9 o'clock, you can see the ghost. That never happens once. All ghost hunters come up with nothing. It seems they kind of pop up for a little bit and kind of go away. There's no place where we can go right now and just, oh, yeah, they always throw the dishes here. Watch. Yeah. You'll have it just doesn't work that way. Because either bullshit or... They, if it does, it's like usually a, little, a natural phenomenon. Maybe there's like a little that. window. Or you have that cool photo of a really convincing security camera footage of a thing. But then you go back and you keep and nothing ever happens again. So it's like, well, then why was it once? Blah, 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 blah. Um, I think it's like little bleed overs of echoes of different realities kind of like just you know it's like a shadow of it's like leaked into another universe kind of a thing I want to get more into this so, but I am going to pause it uh, so that we can get into the next podcast yeah uh, got any plugs again yeah. yeah no hit me up on Twitter Mark X Mind um, or uh, Instagram the Mark Hurtado I post uh, it's either jokes on Twitter or like you know upcoming shows and stuff like that will be there if you want to catch me it's mostly going to be in LA but I am about to start traveling again and I go all over because um, now the pandemic's over so I'm about to hit the roads again yeah nice so yeah I'll be back out there and then Venmo at Mark minus Hurtado yeah Mark that little dash minus Hurtado hit me up send me some money I will it will mean so much to me and I'll yeah I will use it only for just really bad things <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. Well, thanks again for being on. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you all for listening. Meow. <laughs>